Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park you love making your bookie cry then you're in the right place the number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions shared with a fan base like no other welcome home this is the punch list mma podcast here are your hosts dale lippin and trey van buskirk Oh, well, howdy doody, everybody out there in podcast land. It's your boy Dale in here with my bro host, Trey Van Buskirk. What's up, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. Crack the beer. Ready to crack open this card. Speaking of cracked, what's up with your beak? I got so bored during UFC Vegas 40, <laughs> I punched myself in the face. Right. You wanted to do your, your best Aspen Lad impression. You just let the old lady jab you in the face over and over again and didn't do anything about it? <laughs> well, yeah, and I tried to call you for some motivation, but apparently it was too honest, so yeah. I moved along. Yeah. You know what? It will, I need somebody that's more uh, adept at the, the meme making than myself, but the only mm-hmm. thing I could think of Whenever watching Aspen Lad and me, myself, and Irene, or me and Norma Dumont fight, was me, myself, and Irene, where Ted is trying to do like the head movement and he's coming, yeah. he's coming at him all crazy. It's the only thing I could think of like Aspen Lad's head movement in the first round and a half of that fight. I'm just imagining that scene from me, myself, and Irene where he. <laughs> uh, it was a little it was a little like night the roxbury you know a little twitch of the a, neck a little bit a little bit you know yeah but we'll we'll, we'll park here on aspen lad for a second because uh the all the talk around that event wasn't how lackluster she looked it was all focused on her coach mm-hmm. and some people were in their feelings with the way the coach was speaking to her in between rounds you were a little late to the party as far as you know understanding why there was controversy there but as it's fresher for you than it is for me i want your more off the cuff thought as opposed to my well thought out and uh i've been i've been stewing over this for several days uh you, this is more recent for you so what are you thinking right off the rip aspen lads coach well i don't think i'm late to the game i think that there's nothing to talk about. Um, mm. It is the quintessential on brand 2021 in your feelings. Like you said, man, we've gotten soft, dude. That's yeah. all I can say. It's us at the risk of sounding like a jerk. I, I mean, I talked to my kids rougher than he was talking to her. Now, honest, I don't swear at my children. And he was, he was swearing uh, when speaking to her. I don't swear at my kids and my wife and I, uh, make a very concentrated effort to not use 
what some would deem foul language in front of our in front of our children, and we don't do it when we're communicating with each other. But this isn't a marriage class. That's just the way we we talk to each other. That being said, I've never had a coach talk to me so soft the way he was talking to her. I don't know if I necessarily would have responded as well if I had a coach that spoke to me as soft as he was speaking to her, especially in combat sports. I think anybody in the combat sports space or any sport that involves physical contact, whether it be, you know, football or any sort of hockey, any sort of actual legitimate combat sport, wrestling, something like that. It's not for soft men and women. It's not for those with delicate tendencies or people that are frilly around the edges. You have got to have a penchant for darkness and violence in order to participate and do so at a high level. I see nothing wrong with the way he spoke to her at all. In fact, he should have amped it up. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, it is the most, it's a solo sport when you walk out there. It's, it's one of the most selfish sports. It's all about you. It's all on your shoulders, but it's also a massive reflection of the team that's around you. Hmm. So the performance that Aspen was putting out there, which apparently was very uh, different to the training they had been doing for months in preparation for other fights and as well as this one, poor reflection on the coach and all you want to do is get her off, get her going. And she's wasn't getting going, dude. It was horrible. Right. And the collateral wow. damage in all of this is Norma Dumont. Uh, Norma fought a perfect fight. She did exactly what she needed to do. And oftentimes we run into these issues where people will accuse a fighter of being boring or not pushing the pace or not going for the finish. And we seem to really ride that harder whenever it results in a situation that's disadvantageous to the fighter or the team or our bet slips. But in this instance, Norma Dumont was able to beat Aspen Ladd with nothing more than a jab. And with Aspen not pushing the pace and making her be more creative than that, why, if you're Norma, why would you stop doing the thing that gets you to the promised land? It's another thing that we preach constantly. Just do what got you to the big show. She's there. She's pumping the jab and she's being successful in doing it. Why would she need to change that up if Aspen Ladd is not going to force the issue and make her switch to a plan B? Keep going with plan A. Very lackluster main event. It kind oh of uh, completely capped what I would say is there. I wouldn't say it's the worst, but it, it probably is in the top eight of most boring UFC cards I've ever uh, been witness to. Would you agree? It was pretty boring. There were some fights that that, that caught my attention, but I will say this. I was thankful uh, that the Give Me the Points boys had provided us with some winners on Saturday because I, I was thankful to have the ability to rotate to other games and other sporting events in between lulls in the action and make money elsewhere. We finished two and two on the week. You know, it is what it is, if breaking even. Um, but they were up yet again for the second week in the row. Uh, so, I was pretty excited about that. So, you know, keep keeping things even on one end and making money in the other was nice. So they, they did they did a great job yet again. If you guys haven't already made the transition over to them as well, they're on an absolute heater. Just go over and follow at Give Me the Points Pod or at Give Me the Points Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can go ahead and uh, give them a follow. Let them know. Punchless sent you. Support the team. You got anything else going into this, Trey? I'm going to be honest. Um, Producer Jake is out tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Producer Jake is out. And 
if I sound a little off my game, it's, I feel I feel uncomfortable. Um, okay. We have someone looming in the background that's not, you know, usually the producer, and I feel like I should be wearing a collared shirt, like that. You know, he's trying to test my talents. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like it. He's not even smoking darts, dude. What am I supposed to be doing? He's not a dart smoker. He's not even really a beer drinker, oh, but he he does throw lippers in. He's a big lipper guy. Mm. Um, I don't have much as far as critiques go on the execution of his style, but I will say this. <laughs> podcasting with giant lippers in and spitting into bottles while <laughs> podcasting uh, is is somewhere it's borderline alpha energy slash bad media it's somewhere in between there right uh, and if you don't know who we're talking about we're talking about the host of the gimme the points podcast none other than the handicapper himself soup uh, he is graciously stepping in last minute as those of you who do not know uh, Jake works for an and this is not hyperbole it's not a, jake works for an outfit that goes around and upfits um bars for those in the the um alternative lifestyle community and they are uh pulling 12-hour shifts some gigantic bar outside of dallas is in need of a glamorous makeover and jake and the boys are are helping do exactly that so Super we're we're talking enough. about we're talking about gay bars, right? Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. Correct. And when you said twelve hour shift, did you mean twelve inch shifts? No, perhaps that's something you'd have to talk to him. Got um, it. Yeah, noted. <laughs> that's not something you have to you'd have to talk to him about. That's I'm not I'm not uniquely familiar. He did say that they do they do stock a lot of vending machines that sell um, things that would fall under that category, which is very strange to have that in a vending machine. But anyway, still does. Yes, dildo. So okay. You're absolutely right. I digress. Yes, yes. Dildo, dildo, vending, dildo vending machines. That is correct. So, <laughs> uh, we're not even to the fights yet, and we're already getting off topic. All right, before before we kick off this event, as always, this show is brought to you by our friends over at Stay Classy Meats. Guys, if you go to stayclassymeats.com and use promo code FIST, you can save 10% on the entire thing. I, I just I told you the other day I ordered an eighth of a cow. Uh, yeah. Came directly to the house in a box big enough to fit tray inside of, and uh, mm. I ate two uh, strip steaks off of it last night. Ooh. So good, I did not even have time to take a picture, uh, but I crushed them. And then, of the like thirty pounds of ground beef they sent me, my wife made a giant pot of chili. Starting to get a little chilly here in uh, South Carolina, and no better way to break in that cooler weather than a giant pot of chili. And I broke it in with some steak classy meat, so I'm living large. Uh, right now and i feel good about it because i know where my meat came from so go to stay classy meats use promo code fish you can save 10 percent on the entire thing <laughs> yeah you texted me and you said it's drew dober's birthday today and ha- well you say happy birthday yes real quick happy birthday to our um i mean he's sort of like the unofficial official co-host or he's officially unofficial co-host right right the revolving yeah. platinum guest whatever you want to call him right yeah if you're if you know, you're Trey, but he's like the chipping to the Chippendale of here. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's that. So whenever he wants to come on, he's always welcome. Uh, freshly married, freshly homeowner, and now uh, another trip around the sun. So happy birthday, Drew. Yeah, absolutely. No. And what we wanted to do and not remembrance because he's not gone. He'll forever be a part of the show. <laughs> I wanted us to just go to the show with no shirts on, pop yeah. the shirts off. Yeah. But you said, you know, getting a little chilly over there. You said also your body is not peak performance. Well, 
I take that. Well, it, it depends on what you consider peak performance. If you consider Tyson Fury peak performance, then I am in the I'm I am the pinnacle of peak performance. True, but true. But the thing is that you, what you have to understand is is that um, one of the things that's very important about the shirts that I wear, in particular, why I love Allegiance clothing so much, mm-hmm. is is nipple coverage. I have permanently hard nipples. Like they're just there's nothing I can do about it. It's like I'm smuggling Hershey kisses all year long. It doesn't matter whether it's hot or whether it's cold. My nipple game is strong. It just right. it really is. They're not Corey Anderson. Uh, congratulations on knocking out Ryan Bader nipples, but they're they're nipples, bro, and they're there. Yeah. Wait. So Allegiance it, it covers that, or are they still protrude? Oh no, Allegiance does a great job of providing a fabric that's soft enough that I don't get any I don't get any irritation on my nipples. Like it's not some some shirts they're they're very rough. So by the end of the day, if you don't have an undershirt on. You get a lot of rubbing action, and there's nothing yeah. worse than like a chafe nipple. Oh no, that's that's the number one killer in half marathons. You don't want to do that, right? Um, well, yeah, guys, if you want to protect your nipples, just go to allegianceclothing.com, type in that code punch, you can get 15% off site wide. There it is. All right, man, let's get after it real quick. I noticed in the chat a longtime friend and supporter of the show, uh, Brian Dales from Craft Conversations, is there. Brian, yeah, thanks for joining the show, man. I don't, are you in a hope? If, are you in a hotel that has internet or are you back from your excursion across the country? If you're not aware, do you remember talking about this, Trey? He um, paddled or is in the process of paddling the Mississippi River from source to ocean. What? Yeah. Yeah. No in a, like in a canoe or a kayak. Savage. Yes. He literally is kayaking the length. Like, um, uh, come on. I know you haven't read any books, but who's the book? Soup. Tom Sawyer? Who? Who's on? Is it Tom Sawyer? Huckleberry Finn. Huckleberry Finn. There we go. There we go. Ooh, Huckleberry dude. Finn. There it Look is. Look at that. I've read a book. There it is. You have read a book. All right. He says I'm back. Congre- well, glad to have you back, man. We'll drink a beer here soon. Um, and we'll we'll talk about your trip, man. Looking forward to hearing all about it. Congrats. Uh, Pepperdine education right there. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get into this. Let's get into this fight card, man. UFC 40 fight night or UFC Vegas 41. I forget what fight night we're on. What is like fight night one something or other, man? It's it's a lot. Um, but main event, Paulo Costa taking on Marvin Vittori. Two versus five as far as middleweights are concerned, man. Pretty hyped up about that. It's a high profile matchup. It is, especially with uh, you got a new set of hair on Paulo Costa, little hair yeah, plugs. How's that going to fare? Feathered and lethal, will we yeah. say? I don't know. Yeah. Is this a new mythical fighter? Hair plug <laughs> <Yeah>. Paulo. <gasps> Which actually, we'll get into this with the main event, but is it a new hairstyle, Dale, if they get hair plugs? I think so. Well, no, because the hairstyle stayed the same. He just wants it to be more voluptuous, more full, more volume. So I don't know if the hairstyle is changing. If you guys are not aware, Dale, one of his superstitions of the many stitions he has is if a fighter comes into an octagon with a new hairstyle, you fade it immediately. Yeah. I yeah, don't know if sure. this applies here, but we'll we'll dive in. We'll dive in. I don't like new hairstyles. I, actually, I don't like fresh haircuts. It's fresh haircuts if we're going to get into it. I don't like fresh haircuts. I don't like new tattoos, and I don't like new parents. Those are my three superstitions so all right yeah i don't i don't if you if you just had a kid for the first time i don't like it oh okay Uh, like switching parents that wouldn't make sense no 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 all right so first fight on the main card we're going to break it down nicholas negamaranu taking on ike villanueva negamaranu is at 10 and 1 ike villanueva 
Very competitive, but the record's a little salty at 18 and 12. Negan Morano is at minus 220. Villanueva at a plus 180 here. Overrun on rounds trades at one and a half. We talked about this fight earlier today, and mm-hmm. I think this is kind of going to be the reoccurring theme on the sounding boards that you listen to this week through all your MMA content. A little bit of recency bias here mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Negan Morano. But what do you think? How does this fight shake out? Yeah, it's 100%. Dude, the fight before this that Nick fought in, he was a massive underdog against Alexa Kerman, uh, Kamer. Kamer, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he comes to that massive underdog. What, now he's a minus 220? Give me a break. Villanueva is going to come in with better boxing. We know he has mm. better boxing. He likes to fight in those like kind of close quarters in a box, in a telephone booth. He's Normally, he's fairly defensively sound, but of course, everyone is fading that line because of the body shot he took. Dude, anyone that takes that body shot from uh, Prachnio is going down. I don't care yeah. who you are, how defensive you are. You taking that, you're, you're, you're hitting the canvas. Ike is, a, I think he's more of a round one fighter as, you know, most heavyweights are. Um, but we've seen a lot of his capitalizations happen in round two. So I'm I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of, of Ike in round two on top of the plus 180 because I'm feeling froggy tonight, dude. I'm feeling froggy. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going with Ike here. Um, I, I can appreciate the mentality, right? We're going to take a dog that's going to fight. Yeah. I have no desire to play Ike here. I just don't think he's – I don't want to say he's not a UFC-level talent, but he's he's lost fights that he should have won. If you look at the, the strength of schedule, um, I believe, truthfully, that really any of these – I mean, he put up a, a a decent effort against Chase Sherman, but you should be – got to beat Chase Sherman. Um, the Jordan Wright fight doesn't necessarily count because it was a cut that stopped it, and we've seen fights right. stop for worse cuts than that. Yeah. Vinicius Morea, if I'm not mistaken, is no longer on the roster. So that's a wrap. And then Prachnia yeah. was fighting for his job, and he, he dropped to a body kick. It is what it is there. But Ike should at least be 2-2 two and two in, inside the octagon, and he's not. He's dropped fights that he should have won. Uh, and Negan Morano, I believe, is a UFC-level talent, and he put it on Kamer, who had a lot of hype behind him. I think this is at 205 now. I don't believe these guys are – I don't think – Villanueva is still at heavyweight, is he? I think I thought he bumped it down. You're right. It is 205. I don't know why I yeah. said that. Probably because so, Villanueva doesn't have a very cut body like Nick does. No, no. And well, he also fought Sherman at heavyweight. So, right. you know, no, no big deal. Um, I, I don't mean to be corrective there. I just want to be clear that this this fight's at 205 and Nega Moranu is more comfortable there, I believe, than Villanueva is. And I think he's going to come in and put that pace on him as long as he doesn't try to really turn this into a boxing match, I think it'll be just fine. Kamer wanted to come out and utilize kickboxing and Negamaranu shut him down. Um I I don't I don't really He see. didn't do that against Safarov, dude. He did not. He did not do do against Sapper Safarov. You are absolutely right. This is the difference. We have we had somebody chiming in the background putting yeah. bets up on the screen. Ike round two plus eight 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 fifty. Well hmm. if you feel do so we say, do we say lock? That's I. You guys can play that, man. I'm okay. Right. I'm on Nega Moranu here. All right. But again, this is a democracy, not a dictatorship. You do what you want. All right. Dwight Grant taking on Francisco Trinaldo. Trinaldo twenty six and eight. Dwight Grant at eleven and three. Trinaldo minus one twenty five. Dwight Grant plus one hundred five. Over on rounds at two and a half. Trey. Two fights in. This is one of my more confident plays of the night. Ooh. Francisco Trinaldo over Dwight Grant. 
Mm, really? Yeah, I, I don't think Dwight Grant's good at all. I really don't. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he has any heart. I, I don't. I think he's he's gritless. Um, he has not shown any adjustments to his game whatsoever. Uh, I know he's coming off the win over Stefan Sulakic, but that was a split decision win. He got crushed by Danny Rodriguez and then split decision win over Alan Joban and a win over Carlo right. Pedersoli. Dude, every time th- th- this guy's he's beating just the base level, and even then he's needing split decisions to get it done. I'm, I'm not on Dwight Grant at all. He's on my no bet list. And Trinaldo has been one of those guys, almost like Michelle Prezeres, that these Brazilian fighters that have been around for a long time that have put together huge win streaks and never got any credit, never got any top 15 action, but consistently for the last five, seven, 10 years have been crushing the dreams and hopes of all these newcomers that sit somewhere between that 25 to 35 ranking. Dude, Chernaldo's look great since he moved up to 170. He looks super filled out. Dude's really strong. Obviously, what I get a little bit worried is the number of which his birth certificate says at 43 yeah. years old. That guy has weathered a lot of storms. He is a broken piece of leather, but he's got great, great wrestling. He's a very smart fighter. Um, he's able to pull out decisions with even really um, better, more wrestlers like uh, Muslim Salikov when he fought him, out wrestled him or at least negated the wrestling. And then, he, you know, look at the Bobby Green fights. I think he's just a super, super well-rounded fighter. And his age is more indicative of his actual fight IQ, I think. I think he's... He's a smart fighter. Dwight Grant, the only hesitancy I have is, you're right, I don't think he's been of caliber, but he did switch camps to Alliance, which I, I like. I'm pretty sure he's been getting in some rounds. I know it's completely different weight classes, but he's been getting in rounds with a psychopath that is Sean Strickland. Right. Um, I think he's getting good looks. Makes me a little bit nervous. All it takes is one clip, but I I, to, I do agree with you. I like Francisco on this spot. He, he should get it done. And to be honest, I'm surprised you can get him at such a favorable line right now. I think so, and I think the line is favorable to him. I think he's justifiably the favorite. I'm glad that it's not wider because it, it's enticing me to play. Now it might be a sucker's bet. You know, they might be trying to get me in there to 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 take my money away from me. But you're talking about a guy that did not lose from 2014 till the middle of 2017. Went on a huge streak over the course of almost three years. Losses to Kevin Lee, James Vick, Alexander Hernandez, and Muslim Salikov. That's really it, man. Yeah. There's nobody else really out there that are that's that's beaten them, um, you know, in, in recent memory. So most people, as the sport continues to grow, are relatively new fans. There's not a, probably not a lot of people that listen to our show that were watching the UFC back in 2012, 2013, when he was winning fights and doing so at, at relative ease and went on a huge streak. So I'm going to take him. Um, you know, it is what it is. So I'm I'm taking Trinaldo. Let's do it, dude. Let's do it. So let me switch over to our next one here. Next fight on the card. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to have you lead this one in because I've got a kid that's running around or doing something. So I'm going to have to go yell at somebody. Alex Caceres at 18 and 12, taking on Sung Woo Choi at 10 and 3. Choi is a minus 280. Alex Caceres plus 225. Trey, lead us in with this one, buddy. I love it. I love it. This one this is great, especially because Dale's taking off the headphones now. It gives me an opportunity to say things that I really want to say that he can't correct me or do any shit like that. I'm going to bring everyone in the uh, podcasting world back to a special date. 
July 5th, 2014. Alex Caceres versus Uriah Faber, the greatest fighter of all time. The GOAT on the Weidman fucking Machida card. Absolute fire card, super fire. What happens to Alex Caceres? He loses in round three via rear naked choke to Uriah Faber. Now, why am I talking about Uriah Faber outside of him being the greatest fighter of all time? I'm talking about because he implanted something into Al Caceres that he could never get back. And that was his fighting spirit. The dude goes on a fucking lose streak for forever. I mean, we're going like, what, seven fight lose streak. Then he brings it back, switches camps. He has been on a little bit of a tear. He's on a four fight win record right now. I'm a little bit worried, as I always have been with Alex Caceres and his Brazilian jiu-jitsu defense. He's very susceptible to getting subbed. That's just his thing. They put him against Chase Hooper for one thing and one thing only. They're like, you know what? Alex Caceres is on a little bit of a run. We're going to put a sub artist and Chase Hooper in there with him and see what happens. Chase Hooper gets in. Freaking Chase Hooper can't get anything going on the ground, and Alex Caceres pieces him up on the feet. Okay, I'm liking Alex Caceres in this spot a little bit because of his standing. But when you look at Sung Woo Choi, the dude's been on absolute here. He's exponentially better in the striking department. I mean, he's fought, I believe, better competition in the Juicy Jays, the Yusef Zalals. I think he's got great footwork. He's got an amazing outside jab. He cuts off corners of the octagon. I think that this, <laughs> I, I think the line's a little bit wide, but I do like Sung Woo Choi here. Yes, Dale. I think the difference in, the, in these fighters is summed up pretty pretty succinctly in that Alex Caceres loses to fighters that he should beat. Um, and Sung Woo Choi has only lost to fighters that are better than him. Uh, he's Since he's come into the promotion, losses to Mavsar Evloev and Gavin Tucker. <laughs> that's solid. That, that's solid. He's beaten everybody else, man. Right. And... and justifiably so he should be beating those guys meanwhile if you're alex caceres you're taking l's to guys that you should not necessarily be taking l's to and granted he has won four in a row but it's over the likes of steven peterson chase hooper austin springer and kevin croom and now right. while i was heavy on croom for that fight I, I mean let's just be honest here man he, he that nobody won that fight that was a nightmare um yeah. lost to cron gracie uh, Guan Wong beat him, right? Jason Knight, Yair Rodriguez, Francisco Rivera, Masanori Kanahara, your boy Uriah beat him. But mm. before that, Edwin Figueroa, Jimmy Hedis, you know, Mack and Zermerzer. What? <laughs> I need, like, I need you to win these fights. You know what I mean? Like, these are fights that you should be winning, and you're just not. So I'm taking Sung Woo Choi. Probably, to be honest with you, I'm not confident enough to put him on a parlay. Minus 280 is not necessarily a money line play that I that I terribly, uh, you know, that I'm terribly in love with. I'm probably just going to avoid this fight, but asking me to pick a winner and a loser, I think Choi should win this fight. Just yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. Let's get this thing moving right along. We're going so slow today. Am I talking slower or what are we doing here? No, but I'm about to pop off my shirt because it's about to get super hot in here, dude. Jessica Rose Clark taking on Jocelyn Edwards. Jocelyn Edwards at 10 and 3. Jessica Rose Clark at 10 and 6. The floor is yours here, buddy. Just go ahead. I don't know what to do. I'm hoping my wife doesn't listen to this episode, dude. I'm going to be honest. Uh, Jessica just Rose be, Clark is, she's just she's be a professional. Hot She's a hottie. That's being professional. Okay. okay. You can say that. That's your professional opinion. Got it. That's my 
Dude, yeah, I love her motto. Eat burgers, lift heavy, get thick. Love it, dude. I've said this, especially about the 125 division. I think that while that is owned by the queen that is Shevchenko, I think that the best thing you can do is be a bit of a, a bruiser in there, a brawler. Come in thick, pushed up against the cage, make it ugly. I think someone like Jessica Rose Clark, well, I don't think she possesses the technical ability, the good striking from distance, the, the fight IQ. She comes in thicker. She comes in stronger. She comes in a little bit more fierce. I think if she makes it ugly up against the cage, she can beat a lot of people in this division. Now, do I think she can beat Joslyn Edwards? Absolutely. She's got, I'm not even going to say decent striking. She has striking. She's horrible on the ground. Absolutely atrocious. She accepts bottom position, doesn't know what to do. She tries to like freak out like a seizure or like straight up cocaine to get out of her positions, but puts herself in precarious situations because of so, because she doesn't know the technical ability to get up, get her butt up against the cage and stand up and keep fighting. It's atrocious. I'm going Jessica Rose Clark. I think it's going to be up against the cage smother fest that she's going to get the better of those exchanges and in that kind of pummeling area. I th- agree with some of what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that Jessica Rose Clark is going to keep this fight at distance. I think she wants to showcase the Muay Thai skills. I think she wants to showcase the work that she's been putting in. If you look at her fight against Sarah Alpar, it was a complete performance. It was she was good in the clinch. She was good against the cage. She Anyone good looks at, good against Sarah Alpar. Also true. Um, she just she's going to look to build on that momentum, I believe. Uh, and in a division where you're really two or three performances away from a title shot or a number one contender spot, uh, she can make moves because, like you said, she is pretty, it, but she's also not afraid of violence. So if you can get a a fellow Shevchenkoin style fighter, right, somebody that is visually appealing and incredibly violent you it will sell fights it will put you know tickets will move uh that being said i need to make a i need to have a confession here oh gosh yeah put the screen up well i gotta i have to confess something okay last week yeah loopy uh godinez yeah my girl lupita Atrocious um, decision. Yep. It was a, it was bad judging. It was bad judging. But anyway. Yeah. Um, she fought Luana Carolina. Oh, you're gonna say this? Yep. Yep. I got Luana Carolina and Jocelyn Edwards mixed up in my brain. This is one of the few instances where th- the old encyclopedia failed me. I thought in my head, like visually that Jocelyn Edwards and Luana Carolina were the same person and they were switched. So the reason why I was so confident on Loopy beating her is because I thought she was fighting Jocelyn Edwards and not Luana Carolina. It's pretty racist, dude. It's not at all. They look, they look (laughs) the same, man. They look the same. And I thought their skill set was the same. And then they come out and it's it, it, it literally the moment Loopy walks out, um, or uh, uh, Carolina walks out. I was like, Who's this girl? And they're like, <laughs> Luana Carolina. And I was like, What? What are you talking about? No matter though, you were on the right side of that, just the uh, wrong side of the decision. I don't know, man. I just, I in my brain, I got them mixed up, man. I just, I Luana Carolina 
multiple time Brazilian national champion at Muay Thai, Jocelyn Edwards, cardio kickboxing. And I just got them confused. I thought I thought Loopy was going to piece her up. If you listen to my breakdown for that week, I I said that Loopy was just going to manhandle her with the hands, and it was not the case because well she manhandled her up against the cage though. She yeah for a little bit for about for a little bit for seven about seven and a half minutes versus her what Luana Carolina's like one minute. I agree. I'm not arguing the point. I thought Loopy still won the fight. I'm just saying I got the girls mixed up. That's all. That's all it is. Okay. I just got to mix up, man. They're That's both fair. they're both similar in build and stature and everything else. All right, co-main of the event of the evening, Grant Dawson at seventeen and one, taking on Rick Glenn. I'm not calling him Ricky Glenn. I don't know what this new Ricky thing is. I refuse to adhere to it. Twenty-two six and one for Rick Glenn, taking on Grant Dawson at seventeen and one. Banger of a fight. Potential bloodbath. Minus three sixty-five for Grant Dawson is disrespectful to Rick Glenn coming back at a plus two eighty. Disrespectful, disrespectful. Rick Glenn, he'll fight for my money. I'm taking him at plus 280. Um, plus, he's team alpha male for life. Of course, you're going to take him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That means nothing to me. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> We've only had X amount of tape on him, though. You know, prior to the uh, Joaquin Silva fight, dude, he was off for three years. Now, granted, Silva is now sucking protein drinks from a straw. Can't even open his like that from that hardcore left cross yeah but we only have so much so much film on him i mean he straight up what that was the first round the end of the first round that he hit that left cross i mean yep how is his cardio after three three years i know alpha male is all about cardio and wrestling you know changing levels and so forth but dawson bit of an older vet um he's a guy that's with glory mma so you know he's gonna be coached really well you know that james Krause is gonna be in his corner We've seen them be on a resurgence. So, yes, I think the line is way too heavy on Grant Dawson, but I got to see a little bit more from Ricky Glenn, man. Um, I'm going to go Ricky Glenn because I'm team alpha male for life. <laughs> Dude, he is violence all day long, um, and I'm not going to touch a minus 365, but it's it's a tricky one, man. So th- let's let's clarify some of the, the non-scientifics that are leading into this. You're taking Rick Glenn basically, based on his camp. No, then- I'm no, I'm taking it because Grant Dawson is someone who's going to slow the fight down. He's someone who's going to wrestle and hold and wet blanket you. He'll mm-hmm. take it to a decision if need be. If you really want to be scientific about this fight, you play Ricky Glenn inside the distance and you go Grant Dawson by decision because that's what Dawson's going to do. He's going to white on rice, just hold on to you versus Ricky Glenn's going to push the pace. I'm going with a more violent person. And I feel like you have to go with a more aggressor, the violent person at plus money. Absolutely. If you're going to take really try and take advantage. I think Glenn's going to put himself in a position to win the fight. So uh, again, we talk about dogs that are willing to fight. Rick Glenn is that guy. I'll take it at plus 280. We'll see what happens. Maybe we can harness some magic on Saturday night. Um, I admittedly, I have a bone to pick with James Krause. I know that you love James Krause, uh, but I, I, I'm starting to get a little, little callous piece in my heart over James Krause. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, yeah, I, I will. I will. Two, two things. Okay. Um, one more important than the other. So the one that's less important is whenever he offered to weigh in with about 20 minutes notice to fight yeah, Chris bullshit. Curtis. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, James Krause is a gangster. He knew as well <laughs> as anybody else on the planet that that fight 
because he's an intelligent guy, which will lead me to my, my second point. Um, he's an intelligent guy. He knew the commission was not going to sanction that. There was literal, literally, literal no hope that that was going to happen. Uh, right. But the legend of anytime, anywhere, James Krause steps up, you know, just another another rung on the ladder. It's almost like he doesn't want to be scheduled for a fight. For sure. He only wants to step in short notice. Like, it's been a while since we've seen him. Why isn't he scheduling any fights? Is he only he willing to lose. fight if it's short notice? Right. He can't exactly. lose. Right, because then it all goes to shit. Okay. Right. The second bone that I have to pick with yeah. James Krause is this. And again, it's more selfish than anything else. Those of you that don't listen to the Anakin Florian podcast, oh. uh, they have a segment uh, where the it's the John Anik Kenny Florian main event challenge where you go on and you attempt to handicap fights better than Kenny Florian. Uh, and for the long time, that spot was held by a friend of our show and just a general uh, good guy handicapper by the name of Ian Parker. Uh, the, they, duck. the duck, as they called him right now, Ian Parker then got a job at PFL, breaking down fights with them, and then got hired on from that show to the PFL and then from the PFL to ESPN as an MMA correspondent. Pretty much living the dream, right? Good launching pad. Once he got the MMA, once he got the MMA correspondent job with ESPN, he is no longer conflict of interest, was able to do the Anakin Florian podcast, which left a, a vacuum, a power vacuum there. Uh, utilizing the, the relationships we had, I tried to reach out because I wanted to fill that spot, admittedly. And that spot has since been filled with none other than James Krause. Oh. Now, those of you who are unaware, James Krause fancies himself a little bit of an MMA handicapper. However, James Krause fills his Instagram feed with fight nights with minus 300 favorites and talks about how he's crushing it. So uh, I will handicap James Krause's pants off. Will he beat me up in a fight? 110%. But <laughs> am, I better per, am I better at handicapping fights than James Krause? Also 100%. So that's all. That's all. And it's their show. And I understand it's James Krause. And he fights in the UFC. And he's a beast and a legend and all this other whatever. But when it comes to capping fights, anyway. Main I just don't understand. Game. You talk about conflict of interest, dude. He has a fucking fighter on every single card. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? By the way, I'm holding this baseball because I'm trying to do the whole, um, uh, whatchamacallit thing. Um, wow, I'm blanking on his name right now. Who's the guy that just carries the baseball around? What? I'm blanking. Who's the guy? Is this your thing? Tony you Ferguson. Want? Jeez. Tony Come Ferguson. on, dude. Oh, put your, you got to put your fingerless gloves on. All right, Paulo Costa at thirteen and one, Marvin Vittori at seventeen four and one. Trey, I'm, I'm not joking. Whenever we finish this fight, we're doing the the prelims. Like, I need you two minutes per fight. Okay. This is a fifteen fight card, man, and we're we're so far behind. Paulo Costa at thirteen and one, Marvin Vittori at seventeen four and one. Over on rounds at four and a half. Paulo Costa plus one twenty five, Marvin Vittori minus one forty five. Who do you have? Why? How? When? I'm convinced these are the same guys, dude. They both had stellar-ish fights going into their Izzy fights. And then what they do in the Izzy fights? They both did. Shit their pants. Exactly. That's actually giving them more credit than what they actually did. Um, they're good at talking, shit talking. Vittori's going to come in here and wrestle the fuck the shit out of Paulo Costa. <laughs> Paulo Costa's going to come in. He's going to try and use that 
strong striking that we saw back in freaking yesteryear against Yoel Romero. We have not seen that since. We have not seen what he has looked like. We have not truly seen that explosion that he possessed back in that fight. Both these fighters have been absolutely fucked by USADA. They're both steroid freaks. I don't like either of these people, but I'm going to go with what I believe is the most. What, dude, yeah, they both got they both got popped. Vittori has Roy? Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know Costa did either. Oh, yeah. They both did, dude. Are you sure uh, about this? Uh-huh. You can fat check me for sure. Fat check me. Sir. Producer Soup. <laughs> Producer Soup. Smoking darts. Can you pull up what years both of these roiding rage people Roy rage. Roy rage people. he's gonna all right while well, he looks that up all right all, all right. i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go with what is the safe bet here and that's vittori um i don't even want to say by decision because i don't think paula costa outside of the all fight had a gas tank but i'm gonna Ooh. go with a wrestler in this and make it a one-sided affair so vittori money line wow wow uh, to me this almost this almost feels unbettable and the only reason why i say it's unbettable is because their last performances really kind of left a lot to the imagination as to where they are from a skill perspective. Was Adesanya's game plan so great or were their performances so bad? Mm. And then this is both of them, their first fight back since then. So what does that look like? Like what does that loss have to, how does that weigh on them from a mental perspective? Uh, Does it at all? And then, you know, to be honest with you, I believe – I don't think Vittori was ever really going to be all that competitive against Adesanya. Um, but I, I I was on Costa to beat Izzy. And arguably, Costa's performance was worse. I know he got finished, but even going into the finish was way worse than Vittori's attempt at, at trying to beat Adesanya. So that being said – as it stands right now, I'm going to lean Vittori, but I like where your head's at with the gas tank of Costa. Um, I'll be looking at round finishes more so than anything else. So like what like what Vittori in three, Vittori in four, Vittori okay. in five, and then maybe like half unit plays or something like that on all three of them, knowing that it's going to be probably four, five, and six to one on your money. So if one hits, it covers the losses on the other. Um, let's see, 2018, Vittori popped for Osterin, Costa 2017 for prohibitive, prohibited IV usage. So with Costa, it was the IV. It wasn't roids. You know what was in that IV? Uh, something to help him hydrate back up because he's just the biggest 185-pound man on the planet Earth. He really is. He really is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, I'm looking at Vittori and I'm looking at round props. Um, Costa, Costa KO, one and two. Vittori, three, four, and five. Let's do it. All right. Moving right along. We're going to get after these. You ready? Oh, yeah. I've got some takes. Okay. All right. Liviana Souza taking on Random Marcos. Random Marcos at 10 and 11. That's not a typo. She has a negative record. Speaking <laughs> of negative records real quick, your girl Ashley Yoder just signed a four-fight deal. I saw that. I don't uh, want to. I don't want to speculate. Yeah, I don't want to speculate. Yeah, she's fighting your other girl from the Glitter Factory, Vanessa Demonopolis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, so literally, this is like, this is essentially your episode because you've got Jesse Jess up at the top, right? And then we're talking about Ashley Yoder and Vanessa Demopoulos. It's been a pretty good episode. 
I'm going to ask you to remain seated. Please do not stand up throughout the course of the prelim breakdown. Liviana Souza, 14 and 3, Rana Marcos at 10 and 11. <clears throat> Hold on one second here. Got to wait for that ticker. Awkward silence. Uh, we wait for the ticker. No, I will say this though. Liviana Souza um, looks like she's missing every vitamin on the planet Earth. She does not look healthy. Her skin tone is uh, just something seems off, man, like an iron deficiency, vitamin D, K, B plus. Somebody needs to get her a banana, perhaps some some Flintstones. She's got a very strange green hue to her. And she's taking on Random Marcos, the quiet storm with that fluorescent red hair. What do you think here, Trey? Random Marcos by wrestle death or does Liviana Souza get it done? Dude, everyone wants to talk. Rana Marcus is this great wrestle death thing. Dude, to be honest, as of recently, she has not had good takedown defense and her wrestling has not been very offensive. I think that Liviana Souza, you know, she she has some jiu-jitsu. She tapped out um, Alex Chambers. You know, she is coming off that crazy stoppage loss to Amanda Lemos. But, I, I, dude, we have seen the decline of Rana Marcos. I will not bet on Rana Marcos as of recently. Her, her stellar game plan has been eroding fight after fight after fight. No wrestling for her anymore. No wrestling whatsoever. Well, Random Marcos is a plus money right now. Liviana Souza is, is you know minus 128. Random Marcos coming back at plus 104 over on rounds. Two and a half. I'm taking Souza at that minus 128 number. Yeah. I, I feel confident in her and actually like that line quite a bit at that near even money, man. Um, and Susan's got a good top game, dude. I think she could literally like, exploit the poor wrestling we've seen and then just kind of hold top position, make it kind of boring. Jeff Molina, nine and two, taking on Daniel Lacerda at 11 and one. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Lacerda side is coming back at a plus 145. Jeff Molina, minus 165. Over on rounds at two and a half. Yet again, another fight that. I feel highly confident in, and it's at near even money. I love Molina here at minus 165. He is a gamer with a penchant for violence, and he's ready to get it on and popping, man. He's well-rounded. He's well-coached. Like you said, another James Krause guy. Good cardio, good hands. I, I'm on Molina here, minus 165. That's interesting, dude. I feel like I, I disagree with everything you just said. Ooh. Ooh. Like, well, I love it when you do this to me. Lacerda is a young gun, dude. This guy is 25 years old. He's never gone past the second round. He comes mm -hmm. in, throws heavy, dude. Mm -hmm. He's got not the greatest wrestling, but outside of that, I mean, he moves forward. Molina, he has a plodding heavy style, which a lot of people pick apart his outside leg and just leg kick the shit out of him to where he gets really hesitant and then kind of turtles up. I think the only thing I'm worried about is how young Lacerda is coming into this fight, not having very good fight IQ. And El Jefe has been around the block a couple times. So El Jefe, from a fight IQ perspective, I get it. But I think I didn't like your assessment. I send it back. So you're on you're on Lacerda here? No, I'm still taking Molina, but I just oh, didn't okay. like what you said. You just didn't like the – okay. So you're on the right side. You just don't like how I got there. Yes. Gotcha. Well, I disagree with you. So I think Molina <laughs> – I think, I think Molina is going to – I think Molina is going to – destroy him so <laughs> that's 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 my assessment i hope that happens uh, yeah I, I hope so too all right comma worthy at 16 and 8 jaw herbert at 10 and 3 you love comma worthy dude comma worthy plus 155 jaw herbert at minus 180 over on rounds at one and a half comma worthy from uh my neck of the woods 
uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania fighter. Got a gang of kids, and I feel bad for him, man, because their dad's about to be unemployed after this fight because Jaw yeah. Herbert is about to beat up Cumbleworthy. Uh, now, I'm not taking anything away uh, from you know Worthy's last loss where he got knocked out by uh, your boy, who's the Australian that just won. Um, that was our comeback play of the night. Oh my God, Jamie Malarkey, mm. Malarkey stopping Kama Worthy. Kama's just having a, uh, having a rough go of things lately. Jaw Herbert, sharp enough, technical enough, does things well enough. Kama Worthy, he's a little bit awkward. He's a little bit unorthodox, but Jaw Herbert's going to get it done. And I think he gets it done inside the distance here. So I'm going to take Jaw Herbert, and I'm also going to be looking to play him by knockout. Yeah, Herbert's going to have the kickboxing edge for sure. He kind of struggles with wrestlers, but we're not going to get that in Kama Worthy. Um, yeah, dude, this should this should go quick. Um, yeah. Should we play around with a one and a half? Um, no, because the chin on on Kama is really suspect, and it's just the the tiniest tap can can set things <laughs> off, man. Got it. Got it. so uh, just Herbert knockout or Herbert inside the distance, and just let it rock. Yep. All right. Let's see here. And then what else we have? A couple more here. Loriana Staropoli taking on Jamie Pickett. Jamie Pickett at 11 and 6. Staropoli at 9 and 4. Staropoli is the favorite at minus 235 here to Jamie Pickett's plus 190. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you're on the Pickett side here. Uh, I like Staropoli, but I don't love him at that price. Under two overrunners at two and a half. Uh, I think violence might be on. on uh, in store for us in this fight might be looking at inside the distance play. I like the inside the distance. I don't know what that's at, but I do. I don't like Jamie Pickett, but I'm going to take Jamie Pickett in the spot because if you look at Staropoli, he always comes in relatively small for the 185 division. Mm. Pickett, on the other hand, is freaking massive for 185. And not only that, he's coming in with a massive reach advantage of eight and a half inches. Jamie Pickett can throw. Um, I think you're, you've got the Staropoli who's durable but likes to work from range, and you've got a guy that's going to close the distance and throw for throw the kitchen sink up against the wall. Why not take it plus 190, a guy that throws heavier and is going to have an 8.5-inch reach advantage and be the way bigger dude, of course. I understand the reasoning behind it. I just don't necessarily know that I agree with it because all of his losses inside the octagon have come via decision. So I haven't seen him get stopped since he made it to the big show. Has he lost three in a row? Yes. But his last loss was against Roman Delize. And he took Delize took him to decision. If Roman Delize can't knock you out, I don't feel confident in Jamie Pickett being able to knock him out here. Mm, mm, I, mm. I like Staropoli here um, because I think mm. that Pickett's one path to victory is a KO, and we have not seen it. So if you're telling me that your one path to victory is to find the anomalous, uh, you know, piece that's out there i don't think jamie pickett's the guy to find it mm. Mm. i don't know what i don't know what to tell you i'm gonna go pick it cool all right if, do you want to just give me that money instead of giving it to your book no because you know what no do you want a people's main event this <laughs> do you want a steropoli versus picket people's main event you do this dude you push me into one that I'm hoping we're going to breeze over. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to take Pickett at plus 190. But then what you try and do is you make it sound like it's my most confident play of the night and you make it a people's main event. This is why you're winning people's main event because you bully me into this bullshit. 
I want to take it. I literally ask you every time, do you want to make this the people's main event? No, but you, the way you set it up is like, if I say no, then I look like a total pussy. Not at all. Not at all. We <laughs> haven't done a people's main event in like three weeks because you haven't committed to anything. You don't have to commit to this. I'm going to commit to the next women's fight if you're down. Well, it depends on where we land on it. Um, but we may have to revisit this. All right, I'll, 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 put a, I'll put a thing in it for right now. I'll put a pin in it. Tabitha Ricci taking on Maria Oliveira. Oliveira at 12 and 4. Ricci at 5 and 1. If I'm not mistaken, Ricci at a minus 235. Oliveira is at a plus 190. Over and rounds at 2.5. And, and you're on Ricci here, and you're probably going to take her by sub. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's people main event this. Thing. Yeah, let's people main event this because you're taking Ricci by sub. Yes, Next. I, I know you are. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Literally, we could go right over it. Mason Jones taking on David Onama. Onama at eight no. Mason Jones at ten and one. That fight just got announced today, Soup. You probably haven't seen the odds for it yet. They might not even be out yet, to be honest with you. Mason Jones is gonna beat up this Onama kid. He's gonna beat him up. <laughs> I didn't even know that fight got announced. Yeah, they just I think they literally just did something fall out or did that come in? Yes, it was supposed to be. Oh, Mason Jones was supposed to fight. Oh man. Stand by. I'll find out. I can't remember. Huh. He, he was supposed to fight. What was it? Who was he supposed to fight? This literally just happened. Alon Patrick and Patrick withdrew. Mm, mm. Yeah. Mm. So there was a there was a few fights on this card that were supposed to be bangers. Jonathan Martinez, Aaron Phillips was going to be good. Right. And then and then they rebooked Martinez because, uh, and then they they were going to give Phillips versus Chris Motinho, and then Motinho dropped. So that would have been a banger as well. Chris but Motinho anyway. has got himself a main card fight night slot going forward, at least for the next one. I think I thought I read somewhere that he's not even on the roster anymore. That he got that they they let him go. Really? I I could be wrong, but um, there's a couple of Twitter accounts that follow the roster and you know add drop add drops. I'm pretty sure Martinez got dropped. I could be wrong. All right. Um, I'm on Mason Jones here. Uh, the odds are going to be wide, minus 300 range. Uh, but I'll take Mason Jones. I'll put him in a parlay as well. All right. The Iron Turtle, Jong Young Park taking on Gregory Rodriguez, our featured prelim. Jong Young Park at 13 and 4. Gregory Rodriguez at 10. Rodriguez? Rodriguez? Am I saying it right now? Rodriguez? I think you got to say the R twice is an H. Yeah. All right, Marvin will let us know. Hodhiges, Hodhiges, um, yeah. Iron Turtle at even money, man. Give me Iron Turtle, baby. Yeah, it's a great name for him. I mean, it's a sick name, but right. something about turtles are just annoying. Um, what? He's an annoying fighter. What? What's a, what's annoying about turtles? I don't know. But I mean, what what purpose do they serve? Uh well, that's that's a good point. They don't really serve much of a purpose. <laughs> I don't necessarily know that they fit in into the uh, ecosystem anymore. But damn it, they're resilient, man. I'll take it. They're like cool little <laughs> dinosaurs. Took cool little gladiator dinosaurs, man. That is cool. That is cool. Uh, Gregory, this is the. I literally have been stopped in my tracks today trying to figure this out. Okay. Gregory to me looks like Jacare's younger brother. Okay. But the okay. problem is Gregory's only 29 years old. The dude yeah. looks like he's 40. Does. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he's been <laughs> road hard and put away wet. You're right. Yeah. And he got beat up uh, 
by decision by a guy that we know the blueprint that's out there and Dusko Todorovic, the guy that boxes with his hands down by his shins. He beat Dusko. Or beat Dusto. Yeah. He beat, beat Dusko. Dusko. It's Dusko, by the way. Dusko yeah. implementing the most basic game plan of all time. So I don't right. put much validity in that. What I do put validity in is probably one of the smartest fighters, I think, actually on this card in Jungle Park. I say he's annoying because he's so smart and so technical. He will not put himself in a precarious situation. He'll make it boring. And he's totally okay with the decision win. He won't engage. He checks the boxes, crosses the I's, dot the T's, all that stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, dude, I'm taking Park. I'm I'm on Park as well. Um, I, I think that he gets it done. Uh, I I'm gonna go over two and a half here. You know what's crazy? And I mean this with all respect to him in the world. I understand your your Jacare reference, but Gregor Rodriguez looks like a Brazilian Ryan Jimmo. Ryan Jimmo. You remember Ryan Jimmo? No, I don't remember Ryan Jimmo. Ryan Jimmo had one of the fastest knockouts in UFC history. I believe in one of the UFC Canada events. He came out and knocked out Anthony Parosh, uh in like eight <laughs> seconds. And it was either – they were either in Canada or Australia. I don't believe it was a USA card. I could be wrong. Um, but he goes out. He sleeps Anthony Parosh inside of 10 seconds. And then – Busts down and does like the robot and then falls into a split and he's like doing like the like That's sick. Have you ever seen this? No. You've never seen this. Well, anyway, fast forward a few years later, I think he dropped two after that. And then he was at a nightclub in Toronto and was walking across the street and got hit by a car and was killed. Um no way. Yeah, it took a dark turn there. Sorry. Uh, I just, I really thought you'd be aware of the story. Um, so, yeah, a, Gregor Rodriguez kind of looks like a Brazilian Ryan Jimmo. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. So, right. Let's run through these real quick. All right. Top to bottom. Just tell me who you got. Money line may or may not show up on the card on Saturday. Uh, what we say on the show is not always directly reflected on our bet slips. If you want to see our actual official plays, please follow us on Instagram where we post them several hours prior to each and every event, the plays that we are playing. Uh, so again, take what we say on the show with a grain of salt does not necessarily mean that we will put our hard-earned money on it come Saturday. Souza versus Marcos. Uh, Souza. I'm on Souza as well. Molina Lacerda. Molina. I'm on Molina as well. Worthy Herbert. Herbert. Herbert as well. Steropoli Pickett. <laughs> I'm taking Pickett. I'm on Steropoli. Ricci versus Oliveira. Ricci by sub. Uh-huh. Ricci as well. Mason Jones. David Onama. Take your Mason Jones pick there. All right. Rodriguez versus Young on Park. Uh, Park. Negamaranu versus Villanueva. Villanueva. I'm on Negamaranu. Is that our people's main event? That could be it. I'm okay with that. I think we could si sound the alarm for that one. For okay. sure. So we're going to kick yeah. off the main card. All right. That's cool. That's a great. Yeah. That's people's good. main event. Dwight Grant, Francisco Trinaldo. Trinaldo. I'm on Trinado as well. Sung Woo Choi, Alex Caceres. Uh, Sung Woo Choi. I'm on Choi as well. Jessica Rose Clark, Jocelyn Ooh. Edwards. Miss Jesse Jess. I'm on Jessica Rose Clark as well. Now that I know who she's fighting, Grant Dawson, Rick Glenn. Uh, Rick Glenn. I'm on Rick Glenn as well. Paulo Costa, Marvin Vittori. Vittori. I'm on Costa early, Vittori later. Here's the other thing. I mean, let me say this. I will continually live bet Vittori as well if the fight is not going his way. I'll continue to bet him live because I believe that he could turn it around at any moment against Costa. 
He reminds me of the hunchback of Notre Dame. Do you say mm. Dame or Dom? I do say Dom. Dom. You kind of an asshole if you say Dame. No, because I think it's I think if you're talking about the school, it's Notre Dame. If you're talking about the church that was burnt down by Oh, here we go. Nope. Ah. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. I thought it was a lightning strike. No. Um, so yeah, that we'll go with Notre Dame. Uh all right. We got a couple minutes. We're gonna do something. Good. Sure. So what happened? Huh? You said we have a couple of minutes. So was it not a lightning strike? No. It it, it was we got something else we're gonna do instead. <laughs> we're, we're we're not doing this on the air. All right. Um it may or may not have been a lightning strike, allegedly. Who knows? But we do have a segment. It's a surprise segment, Trey, that you were not ready for because I love surprising you. And part of the reason why Soup is here tonight. We've got, what are we naming this Soup? What do we want to call it Ask Trey? Oh, no. Yeah, we'll do Ask Trey. <laughs> All right. If you would not, if you don't mind, let's let's pop the first question for Please Ask tell me Trey. there's crayons or something involved. No, no, not at all. All right. Okay. Trey, first question. If you punch yourself and it hurts, does that make you weak or strong? <laughs> um, no, it's strong because my physical power is stronger than my internal will. You know? Yeah, but what about your pain reception? Yeah. What? Hold on. This is... If you punch yourself and it hurts, does that make you weak or strong? Fuck. Fuck. Dude, it makes you it hurts. Right? Fuck, I hate this game, dude. I hate this. It doesn't make sense. You can't answer it correctly. You can. If you, you punch can. yourself and it hurts, does that make you weak or strong? I'm punching myself in the face. And it hurts, but it's only hurting because my my counter right is strong as shit. So right. I'm strong. Right, but what? So so what if the person that punches you hits harder than you, or hits softer than you? Are you weak? Well, no. If someone hits me, I don't feel it because I'm strong. So the only person that can hurt you is you. Yes, that's how I wanted to answer that. That's how strong you are. Is the only person that can hurt you is you. Yes. And that's how it is in life, Dale. Um, a little Tony Robbins moment for you. The only person that can hurt you in your own life is you. Is you. Okay. <laughs> Think about that. Right. Yeah. Oh, how the turntables, bitch. <laughs> All right. So good. If you expect the unexpected, does that make the unexpected expected? <laughs> Question number two. If you expect... The unexpected. I expect right. that something unexpected is going to happen. Right. Doesn't that make the unexpected expected? The unexpected would expect. Expect. I think it's all about expect now that I'm thinking about this right now. Yeah. The unexpected. Unexpected. I think that you should always just expect life uh, however it comes whatever form so while it is unexpected we're all expecting 
That's a ridiculous question, dude. God, sweating. This is so gnarly. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Here you go. What oh, language do deaf people think in? English. That's an easy one. How do you know? Oh, well, because it's it's the universal language. So, you know, I actually think that like people in like Brazil think in English, but then they just speak in, in Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. We have a lot of people that listen to us in Brazil. We'll ask them. We'll ask them. We'll say, when you think in your brain, is it English or is it in Portuguese? Right. Yeah. That's a fair question. All right, here we go. Can blind people dream? These these seem easy. Yeah, of course. Like because okay. you close your eyes, and that's when you dream, and right. their eyes are always closed. No, no. It just means they can't see. Well, you know what I mean. It's like they can't see. Their eyes are closed. It was more of a, a metaphor. Oh man! All right, so. What then? When they dream, what are they dreaming about? Because I've so I've actually read this before. Um, that well, they can blind, smell. Well, that and there's a almost like a shifting in tone of darkness. Well, I've heard that, but I've also heard that like you know they they their other senses are right. heightened. They can smell way gnarlier. It's like Spider Man. Right. Right. I knew you were going to go superhero with it. All right. Yeah. How many more of these do we have, Soup? Please tell me that's it. Was that the I last just one? have a special request. I want to ask this one while Trey and I are looking at each other here. Okay. Um, Trey, how many holes are in a straw? All right, now drop out so we can see his face. Oh, my God. It's technically... It's technically one. Is it one? But well, it's one top and, top and the bottom. Well, yeah, it's it's one hole. Like it goes through. That's it. There's just one hole. Right, but if you were to dig a hole in the yard, it would have a bottom. Right, and a straw does not have a bottom. Right, so that, wouldn't hole. that be two holes? No, because they both lead to the same place. So it's one hole. How do they lead to the same place? If I flip it upside down, it goes a different direction. Well, no, they still they travel in the same same tunnel, so to speak. But yeah, there's but there's an opening on each end. What constitutes the hole, the beginning or the end? <laughs> I'm sticking with one, dude. I think I think that's the that's the truth. Is that the answer? What's the answer? I know it's up to. I guess it's up to your interpretation, man. I'm gonna say it's one hole. One hole, one hole to rule them all. Yeah. All yeah. right, man. Sounds good. It's a whole lot of nonsense what that was. My asshole and my mouth connect, but they're two holes. Ah. No point. way. It's a good point. It's a good point. That's a great point. It's the same it's tunnel, too. That's a yeah. great point. However, you can swallow a piece of floss and floss yourself if need be. So I guess that would make it one hole. Ah. Okay. Just saying. Well, let's never do this segment again. You um, good? You good with this, this? This is one of those where my dad listens and he's just like, what happened? And goes, at what point did I lose him? He goes, Pepperdine. Yeah. Pepperdine. So, you see that degree? 
that one over there. Pepperdine. He looks a at fraud. His, he looks at his checkbook and goes, That's, <laughs> that whole damn gymnasium is named after me. <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll give I'll give you a, a funny funny story, by the way, that made my dad super proud proud when I graduated from college. Um so I took the I took the degree with the least amount of units, of course, because mm-hmm. I wanted to get out as quickly as possible. Sure. And at the time, they had a new uh, major called uh, rhetoric and leadership. Oh, I like this. Right. And so I was like, oh, this is this is cool. I'm going to do this one. And so I call my dad. And, you know, it's an after sophomore year where you have to truly say which major you're going to go for. <laughs> I call my dad. And I said, hey, what's up, dad? He said, hey, what's up, son? How's it going? It's good. I just want to let you know I made a big decision today. Uh, I decided that I'm going to pursue a major in rhetoric and leadership. Mm. Did not know it was pronounced rhetoric. Yeah. Rhetoric. Rhetoric. He hung up on me. We didn't talk for a couple days. (laughs) (laughs) Got the degree, though. It says it right there. <laughs> Rhetoric and leadership, huh? Yeah. Hey man, I'm proud of you, bro. Thanks, dude. It's all about the art of persuasion. Hence That's... why I persuade you and all these fights and life, dude. That's it, man. That's it. All right. Guys, if you don't already do so, please follow us everywhere at Punchlist <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, Facebook, all that stuff. Punchlist MMA. That's where we're at. Uh, feel free to follow us. If you want to shoot us an email, you can go at chat at MMA. Best way to support the show is by supporting the show sponsors. Go to allegianceclothing.com. Use promo code PUNCH. Fist. What is it? Punch? Punch. Punch, and you can save 15%. Or you can go to stayclassymeets.com and use promo code FIST and save 10% on the entire thing. If you haven't already done so, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to us. If you can't leave us a review... Anytime you like, subscribe, share, comment, or thumbs up the video on YouTube or the live stream, that goes a long way as well. So please consider doing that if you haven't already done so or subscribe to the channel. Appreciate everybody. We will talk to you this weekend. We will be around Saturday night as we always are drinking beer and betting on fights with you. There's no other place we'd rather be. Thank you for your continued support. We love you. We appreciate you. Be good to each other. And we will talk to everybody this weekend. Bang, bang. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.